Today's show is brought to you by the Columbiana Barbershop. Get your haircut by the great staff at the Columbiana Barbershop, located at 131 North Main Street, just south of Ace Hardware in Columbiana. Schedule online at www.columbianabarbershop.com or call 330-892-6022. That's columbianabarbershop.com to book now. Welcome to another episode of Columbiana Hot Talk. I'm Jacob Sebeck, your host, and I'm here today with Lance Willard, City Manager of Columbiana. How are we doing today, Lance? Very good. Good. Well, they know about me, so let's hear a little about yourself and what the City Manager does. Sure. So uh, I've actually worked for the City since 2001, so uh, 19 years in, in September. Um, and in that former life, I was a, a Columbiana wastewater superintendent and then uh, had an opportunity to go back to school. And uh, when this position came open, uh, I, I went for it and it's, it's worked out really well. Uh, started in February of 13 and I've uh, learned a lot. We've got a lot done. Um, it's, it's, it's been a really fun ride and we've, we've uh, Really had a great team of support. Not you know we we have a uh, great amount of volunteers in this organization and, and you know in this city we've got uh, you know council and park board and, and planning commission that work really close together and um, then we that moves up to the county and then the state and it's all been working really well. Some of the highlights uh, since 2014 we've gotten over 20 million dollars worth of grants that come into the the city. That's that uh, citizens don't don't have to and will not have to pay back. So really excited about that. Um, uh, city manager, we do uh, we do a lot of stuff. It's kind of um, you know we have uh, nine different departments, including administration. We have the uh, EMS, uh, police, fire, uh, water, sewer, electric, uh, cemetery, pool, um, and streets. So. There's a lot to do, but we have a really good team that uh, works well together. The, the um, superintendents work well together. And what I like about the city uh, most is, you know, like it's town cleanup this week. So I have other departments helping on that. You know, we're, it's all hands on deck on, on projects. So uh, whether it's paving or leaf pickup, you know, we have different departments helping. Uh, and especially during emergency times, it's it's definitely all hands on deck. Um, I talked to the council last last year. We had a major water break, and we had over 25 people in every department working uh, to, to find that. So it's that, that's that's what's uh, really neat about it, and it's it's fun to watch. Yeah, I remember that. Is that the one that was by McDonald's? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Took a while to find. It did. So uh, that actually changed some of our operating procedures, um, but um, we again we thank everybody that was involved, including the police department was a big, big uh, part of that. But um, you know we had a, a joint meeting probably I don't know about eleven o'clock that morning, and and um, you know we're able to find it just brainstorming, and, and that's the way we did it. So wonderful. So now our government in Columbia is not set up like some big city governments are, where the mayor is the 
the the go-to person for everything. Sure. Um, so how's that different in Columbiana? Yeah, so uh, we have a uh, charter form of government with um, the, the mayor and uh, six council uh, members, and then they hire somebody to run the city day-to-day -day operations. Um, what, what I like about that is it brings stability to the, um, you know, to a, to a community. Uh, I'm not a big sports guy, but I do know that, like, uh, you know, the analogy that I use is, uh, uh, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, since I've been born, since I was born, they only had so many coaches. I think it's less than five, if I'm not mistaken, whereas you can't say that about the, the, the Browns, you know, and, and, and same with the quarterbacks, you know. Um, the Steelers have, a, have had Roethlisberger forever, it seems. Yeah. And um, since I've taken over in 13, I believe that we've been, the Browns have been through three or four coaches and it probably at least five or six quarterbacks. Uh, again, I don't follow sports that much, <laughs> but, um, you know, so, but what's really neat about this is since I've been born, there's only been, I'm, I'm the third city manager. Right. I mean, that is really cool, you know, yeah. so. You might be the second or third that in my time. I'm 39, so I don't know how long yeah. your predecessor was there, but yeah. Yeah, I know he was there for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, and, that, and that's and that's really nice. Of the, and the knowledge, um, you know, was handed down. I, I was able to contact Keith, and you know, those first few years, and it becomes less and less now. But he's, you know, was able to, uh, you know, give me give me some pointers here and there. Yeah, and that's always a nice benefit when you have somebody else's knowledge you can tap into. Um, so, as you mentioned, we're in city cleanup, and I remember when I was a kid, it was quite different. Mm -hmm. it, we did it twice a year, and there was no schedule. It was you knew what week it was, and if your stuff was out there during that week, you could it would get picked up at some point. Yeah, um, I know things have changed. So how's it been? How's it gone so far this year, and how have those changes improved the system that we're? Yeah. Using? So uh, again, we have a great team here. Uh, the, the team came to us probably five or six years ago and said, "Look, we can we can streamline this. Just let us do that." And we went to council. We presented at the council, um, and by doing that, it's really really helped out. So when you were a kid, um, it was probably two weeks long. Yeah. So people were just throwing stuff out two weeks on end and maybe even the last day so we we came up with this plan and it's worked really well and we also worked with the uh, county solid waste district they uh, gave us a, a grant six years ago for a, a dumpster so basically what we do is we're, we're trying to encourage people to come to the uh, the park and we have uh, one or two dumpsters set up there and they can you know just offload there and and then go but those people that can't do that uh, they, they take it to the curbside but we've streamlined it in that we're really asking you to get your stuff to the curb that Sunday night before it starts then you don't know then you don't have to worry about what zone you're in mm -hmm. but we are sticking close to our zones we, we uh, have divided up the city into four zones uh, they're basically you know quadrants if you will and We'll say we're going to be there that day and that's it and what it does is it concentrates everybody everybody puts their stuff out and then we're only going there once so it cuts down on man hours 
we estimated uh, probably about five or six years ago that it's saving us at least $15,000 a year uh, in, in labor and trucks and fuel and everything because we come through the neighborhood once, we, we get it out of there, and then we don't, we don't come back. Um, and, and the other thing it does is it, it I, I believe it makes the town look better, right? Because when you were little, it was, it was the, uh, the town was a mess for two weeks. Yeah. And we also had people that were, you know, rummaging through stuff for, for two weeks. And you look out, you put, put something out one night and the next night it's gone. You put another something out and, um, you know, the, I mean, it was nice for us that we didn't have to take that stuff. Right. But, um this is 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 much better it's more finite and and we can get it done and wrapped up within within four or five days it's going about as well as it did last year uh we were on uh, queue to get uh probably 15 40 cubic yard dumpsters out of here and um you know it's worked out well that's great i know um when we got everything out there, it was probably an eight-foot truck uh, bed size worth of stuff that was out there. Mm-hmm. And by the time they got to it, there was enough. I could have just tossed it in my car and drove it over and just took it myself. Yeah. Um, that's how much, I mean, still, I mean, there's a lot of metal. So I know the guys at Scrap, I mean, those yeah. guys are like, finally, <laughs> just right. you got free, you know, free pickings to go get what you can and yeah. scrap it. So I know it's it's good and it's a benefit. I mean, people are able to get rid of a lot of things. They don't have to pay their garbage company more, and it's a nice benefit for us. Yeah, and and, and you know the the other thing is too that uh, the uh, garbage uh, businesses uh, you'd be surprised what they do take though in the off in the off season. It's always worth a call to your to your uh, you know whoever your carrier is. Um, for example, the one that I, that I go with, they they allow us to put one big large item out a week. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a lot, you it know. Is. So if you had a mattress and box springs, for example, in January, you could and and you know you know the company that you bought your new ones off didn't take your old ones. You you could call and say, hey, look, I'm putting a large item out there. And they don't even charge you for it, so that that makes it nice. And we're trying to educate the public on that. And I think it's, I think it's cut down overall on uh, some of the, um, the, you know, the larger pieces. So. Right. Um, and you have done an incredible job. I I know I have made mention of it at meetings that we both attend, and in other areas and people in general. I've told you are a, a. a a force to be reckoned with when it comes to grants yeah. and finding ways that a project can save us money in a short amount of time. Yeah. And I'm going to talk about the watering system yeah. that you had that we have now up on Main Street that people may or may not have noticed. Yeah. Um, or they should at least notice that we don't have somebody watering the plants and the plants look amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so, that, that, that was really neat. Um, and again, I, I, I mentioned the... Uh, you know, times of emergency or you know the, the, these these tough times we we invent a lot of things you know and and we we listen to everybody you know so uh, uh, our groundskeeper uh, Rodney who's been here for a long time came up to me and said look he goes you know I I spent a lot of overtime out there 
uh, should we should we even be doing these the, these baskets this year and um, so that got us thinking it, it, it really got us thinking on how could we you know cut down on that overtime so um, you know it's it's it's, it's kind of neat we were just you know brainstorming and I had called uh, Mr. Makel out at uh, Firestone Farms and I said hey don't you have a watering system for for your plants and they he says yeah American Lawn Water Sprinklers does mm -hmm. it so I called them and and uh, you know it sounds like you know 3,000 foot of line I mean we have over you know 66 plants right. we could have just sat back and said oh that would cost too much but when you look at it a guy said look I can do it in two and a half days of labor and it's it's you know the product is very inexpensive and what we need is from you is some water taps so uh, yeah it's, it's gonna be a three or four month payoff and and the plants look wonderful and uh, we did have to water in there for the f a few weeks but uh, you know the, it beautifies the, the, the community they, they really look nice you know I mean look at our community we have we have the flags yep we have the uh, uh, the baskets we also have the music mm -hmm. you know if you start taking any of those away then then you might just have a, a normal normal town absolutely but it's those things and especially during this time um, you know we work really well with the uh, the chamber and really appreciated the uh, donations uh, of, the, of the businesses and the, and the, the families throughout the, um, the city to you know provide those baskets and it was really nice to be able to, to, to get that up. And uh, he said in the last four or five years. So, uh, you know, we're, gonna, we're not going to have any overtime next year, you know, doing that. We're right. gonna, you're going to have a startup and a shutdown. And, and um, it's, it, it was just really neat to watch. It was exciting because uh, who would have dreamed that over 3,000 foot of irrigation system um, would have a, you know, three or four month payoff. Right. Yeah, you don't. <clears throat> you wouldn't imagine that it would. No. And when you look at those types of things and ways to save money, particularly this year and into next year. Yeah. Um, because we know anytime there's an economic shift, that shift causes a shift in tax dollars coming in, availability for our for the city budget. So projects like this help to offset lean times that we will we we, we will have or could have. So right. It does make it nice when yeah. you don't have to think about that. Yeah. Um, and mentioning the elephant in the room that we all are dealing with, yeah. how has COVID interrupted 2020 plans for the city, capital improvement, projects, paving, sewer, uh, stormwater, whatever? I know there's a lot of different things that sure. are supposed to happen or in the works of happening. Yeah. Um, what can you say about that? I can say what we did, um, you know, we passed our budget March 17th of this year on 2020. Right, and right there. <laughs> and the very next day, we called all the superintendents and said, look, we know we just passed the budget and we know we have some pretty large uh, cost in there, but we want to bat down the hatches. We don't know what the next few months are going to look like. So we really tried to really cut our spending. Um, you know, we're going to order a big truck, for example, and we put that off. Um, you know, some, some things we had to order, but, um, you know, we, we've, we've kept pushing that and pushing that, and, and we still haven't made those, you know, large, um, you know, purchases, mainly because we don't know, you know, how it's going to affect us, you know, right. and, and 
um, y you know, anytime you, you, you know, income taxes is an important thing for our, our uh, operations and, you know, they're kind of lagging, right? You know, you, you collect them here for that, you know, back right. there and, 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 you know, we should have a better idea of what the financial aspect and impact's going to be later this summer. But, um, y you know, it, it's, 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 you know, putting those other purchases off that we, uh, that we can. Now there's some projects that we we just couldn't couldn't stop, right? You know, we we have a uh, uh, 2.2 million dollar uh, stormwater project that's being funded by FEMA, and that project is ending up being uh, over 80 and 87 and a half percent grant. Uh, and we didn't know what what COVID was going to do to that project, but mm -hmm. uh, it hasn't affected it. So we're we're having to move forward with that. I uh, just got off the phone this morning with uh, the engineer. Uh, we're finishing that up. We're going to be going out to bid soon. So, you know, it, that that project uh, has taken up a lot of our our spring, getting the uh, the final engineering done. But um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go for it. In the park, um, you know, we just kept moving on that project too. You know, I mean, um, R and B and Pat Tangle have done a great job. Um, you know, with the projects. I mean, it's the uh, Mirror Lakes world class now. Oh, it's yeah. just beautiful. Yeah, wonderful. And then uh, we're starting the Legacy Loop uh, Trail, opening up the bids uh, two weeks from yesterday. Mm -hmm. And uh, that project's gonna, um, you know, be done or mostly done this this year, which is nice. Um, and we had to integrate that with Joy Christmas, right? You know, yeah. so we have Joy Christmas. Um, you know, we've got. You know, we started out with a few displays 10 years ago or whatever it was, and now we have, you know, over a million lights, and uh, we're able to, um, you know, integrate that, feather that project in with this, this project that we've got coming up. So for us, it's been a very busy time because uh, we already had a, almost a $300,000 uh, improvement project uh, that started May 4th and had to be done by August 4th. And uh, that was the um, ADA uh, handicap accessible walkways mm -hmm. and, and uh, the repair of the gutters, over 1,500 foot of the gutters in the park. Yeah. And all of this is going on and we're still having the, you know, I mean, and, and you know, we're an essential business and I really appreciate, you know, all the workers that, uh, you know, just continue to come out and, and, and work and um, we appreciate the contractor just going through with it. Yeah. And we finished up about two weeks early, so uh, we we've been really busy. We have not been on uh, on, on any sort of idle, uh, you yeah. know, as, as far as that goes. Um, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll see financially what you know the impacts. We'll probably be able to predict that uh, more later this year, and then in the next year we'll try to you know see. Right. Well, I can say um, what the projects of the. Park Board and R&B and the city have all been collaborating on. It looks wonderful, especially those uh, those gutter basins that have been redone going around the gazebo there. Yeah. Uh, anybody that hasn't been through or seen it since its completion, that it, it, it looks world class yeah. compared to what it did four months ago Yeah. Uh, before that project actually took off. So, yeah, it's one of those things that we all knew it needed done, and now it's done, and, and how much nicer does it look? And I know there's a lot more to go in the park. Yeah. 
Yeah, and what, what made that, uh, that project so successful is, you know, the R&B started doing, uh, you know, they, they had public meetings for the last four years and, and getting everybody's input. So when it came to the gutters or, or you, know, um, you know, historically or, you know, when the project started, nobody was surprised what was going to happen. So, right. um, you know, and then it started, ah, that, that looks like what they said it would. So, and, and we learned some stuff on that project. And we're going to take that that new uh, um, recipe, if you will, for sure. those gutters, and then we'll just cookie cut that and transfer it over to the phase, uh, the next phase. So mm -hmm. the Legacy Trail has uh, some gutter improvements in it. We're going to take the finished product that we were able to uh, uh, learn and, and, and manage through on the first one, um, because we found that. You know, if you look at that, that gutter right now, there's an inside and an outside curb on that, that and it wasn't designed like that. But right. we were able to uh, go to the R&B and they, they, were, uh, they actually offered and gave us a, a check for $25,000 to, to make an improvement. We, we saw an opportunity um, to improve it so it would last, you know, a lot longer. And, right. and um, we're, we're happy with that. And now all the new designs will have that in there. That's great. Um, not everybody hears or sees what's going on with city council, especially because you're Zoom meeting. I mean, yeah. Anybody can get in and listen and watch it. Yeah. Um, but I know just uh, well, last week, I think, a week before, they passed some, made some motions um, for immediate. Uh, We'll say temporary, but they're kind of long term in the sense of if you look at the calendar, it's they're, they were extended out for quite a while. Yeah, um, with some with uh, Dora and a couple things that the businesses on Main Street are going to be able to do um, with those. Can you elaborate on that? Sure. So we have a uh, we got a grant through RCAP, and actually that could be a whole own podcast. But yeah. basically. Um, we were able to get a federal grant to meet and try to uh, help businesses in, in general. And we've, we've been meeting for about three years and we've had a lot of projects, uh, one of them being the, the music on Main Street, for example, that was a product of that. Um, and we also started working with Town Center and Associates out of Pittsburgh. And they, they do a lot of work in Beaver, uh, mm -hmm. PA. So if you've ever been there, I have. very active Main Street. It was, it's set up a lot different than ours. You know, it's a lot wider. It is. But, um, you know, we're, we're trying to learn from them. And uh, uh, during this, you know, difficult time with COVID, um, even the governor about five, six weeks ago said on a Thursday, look, you know, local governments, please do please work with your storefronts see see if what you can do to help them whether it's outside seating or, or such so we saw an opportunity progress committee basically um, you know we had some concepts uh, went down to the food establishments and talked to them um, and, and came out with some some ideas that we thought might be uh, you know pretty inexpensive and you know kind of the low-hanging fruit the council might be able to pass some, uh, you know, at least temporary sure. uh, regulations that, that would allow them to do that. So we have outside mm -hmm. seating uh, allowed right now. Mm -hmm. um, so basically they're, they're allowed to put a uh, table and chairs out in front of their business 
typically you're not allowed to do that because it's on public right away right but council um, you know progress committee presented that to council and council thought it was a good idea so we've uh, uh, we don't have all the details uh, of everything worked out yet the, of, of the question that, that you you asked me but uh, uh, we're gonna allow sandwich boards on public right away now and also um, you know table and chairs not to exceed so many you know so many feet from there because we don't want it to um, you know basically block ADA uh, handicap accessible areas so right the other idea uh, as far as expanded seating area um, was the uh, closure of an alley mm -hmm. so uh, you know Columbiana nutrition right outside there there's an alley that um, you know, we've been thinking about this this one for for a while, even before COVID, because uh, um, you know we're kind of missing that kind of spot down downtown. Uh -huh. And uh, we bought a traffic counter early in I think in February, and we put it up, and, and um, thirty four cars a day go down um, East Balmary, mm -hmm. and and we already had that data. You know, so when COVID came, it's like, hey, this is this is be a great idea, and we're not giving up the alley per se. We're just changing it for the use. You know, we're changing it from a vehicular use to a pedestrian use. Okay. But um, you know, council did discuss it, but um, that that is a long term thing. We we really thought that that would um, you know benefit um, everyone for a long time, especially if we have events. Right. Like street fair, for example, uh, though it may cut down on your, your your one guy that parks back in there or or, or, or whatever you know Mulberry, mm -hmm. um, there's going to be seating there, right. you know, so people can uh, go to through the midway, get their food, and go there, and and and, and it's going to be open to the public. So it's not like it's 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 just going to help one of the businesses, sure. which is really cool. So. Um, and then council was thinking, you know, they, they, they talked more about it that night and talked about implementing the DORA. So the DORA, um, I don't have all the details worked out yet, right. but um, there was a, was a learning curve. Our, our, our normal DORA event is, is like 9.9 .9 acres of, of, uh, uh, of land that goes, you know, from sidewalk to sidewalk, from Birdfish down low, which is on East Park Avenue, it comes up and then it goes down Main Street yep. to uh, the PNC Bank ish, and during those events, you're allowed to, uh, you know, walk around with uh, with alcohol in a in a in a, in a cup. Right. Uh, so that's one type of adora. There's another type of adora that allows uh, to allows uh, restaurants to have alcohol and you know outside in a, in a seating area with, mm -hmm. whether it's a table or or the uh the alley so we're working through that right now um you know early indications are you know you're you're still you it's not going to be like the event where you're going to get a uh, a beer from our pizza and walk clear down the birdfish that right. that's not the, the so we're going to have uh we're going to educate help educate the uh the license holders for the liquor permits yeah. and and they'll tell them they'll tell their patrons hey th this is what you can do with this but uh it's not a normal door event so you're not going to be walking across the street um you know and hanging out you're going right. to be sitting down uh during this event but 
again um, that was well about 10 days ago and um, we're, we're, we're trying to get everything out and and try to uh, you know educate the uh, the, um, the pay uh, the, the storefronts uh, both on the on the tables chairs and and the door and what it means to them right and I'm just to clarify one thing you one thing you said is that during any of those events it's a purchase that you make from a business that is part of the door that has alcohol not the uh, convenience store no you need a home. special yeah you need a special cup it, it, it's um, they're purchased from a special um, you know door license holder and then that's the only time you can do that and, and we have um, events are approved on a case-by-case -case basis unfortunately because of covid we haven't had any other events this year yeah um, you know so you know, we'll we'll see how that goes, but I think you know for for you know the alley. I think that's pretty exciting. Other communities yeah. are doing that. You know, Cleveland's done it. Third uh, Street, I think it's called, um, near the stadium, baseball stadium. Yeah, there is a, a similar similar thing, but um, I think that's exciting for the community because anybody can go up. You know, um, get your pizza uh, from down there. Um, you know, block and then just come and you can you can hang out and, and, and sit there. Makes it nice. Yeah. Uh, what else uh, can we expect in the future? Anything fun, exciting that people in Columbiana can be looking forward to? Well, I think uh, we had a special council meeting last night. Ah. Uh -huh. And um, we had a three hundred thousand dollar donation from an anonymous donor. We like those to to redo the exterior in the roof of the the pool house. Wonderful. So uh, we it, it is time sensitive. We wanted to try to get in and out of there. Uh, we we saw an opportunity. The original opportunity we thought was going to be maybe because the pool was going to close, uh, and that's kind of what you know kind of brought this up, but. Um, right when the pool closes is, is when we're going to start and we're going to try to tie it into the same time zone or time frame as the project I just mentioned the, the legacy trail that Terra Design and the R&B mm -hmm. have going because if you have something ripped up may as well have it all ripped up so we, we have uh, we got a hold of um, a design build engineer and, and um, he presented uh, Tucker Cope presented council and park board we had a joint meeting mm -hmm. first one that I've ever had a meeting within a meeting <laughs> that um, we were able to uh, you know look at the look at the plans and and, and uh, the timeline and, and try to get that done quick and uh, those two weeks we don't have another council meeting until the third Tuesday and b because it was summer we weren't going to have one uh, last night but right. we, we ended up having one and that'll give us a couple of weeks head start on the um, on the exterior of that. So it'll be it'll be really nice. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, other projects. We've got another grant application out to um, for another stormwater project. We're, we're hoping to to get that. That's um, a one point seven million dollar project. I don't you know you, you can't you can't get the grants if you don't try for them. So right. you know we're going to try that. Uh, we are going to be paving within the next 18 months 
East Park Avenue from the square to Springfield Road. Okay. Springfield Road all the way out to Heck Road, all the way out to uh, uh, city limits. Oh, wow. And that's a $1.7 million project. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to do that. That was an ODOT grant. It was a huge grant that we were yeah. able to get. Um, we're really happy to get that. We just applied for another grant. Um, this may or may not affect you, but uh, we're trying to get Fairfield School Road paved. Uh, It'd be wonderful. The, through the same project. So uh, with that project um, would bring some, you know, some solutions to drainage down there. You know, some, um, uh, you know, culverts and, and, and stuff. So we just pitched that to ODOT last, well, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. And it's right. competitive. And, of course. And it was a Zoom and there was a bunch of people <laughs> sitting there. It was really cool. Uh, hopefully uh, we get that. And we'll know this month. Um, but, you know, did, what I like about it is we haven't sat idle and just, you know, we're just trying to keep, you know, going forward because you've got to plant these seeds now for them to, to grow. You know, the, the, the project that I just mentioned, uh, East Park Avenue, uh, Springfield Road and Heck Road, we put that application in probably in 18 and it hasn't happened yet. So wow. you know, these are cycles that, you know, when you sign up for the grant, you know that what uh, fiscal year you're, you're going to be in, give or take. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, we, we did the uh, Springfield Road one, I don't know, 2015, yeah. you know, so, um, and, and we're hoping that it goes next, next year with the, uh, the state budget. Mm -hmm. But uh, if it doesn't, it would just be pushed back about a year. But um, so th those are exciting things that we've got. You Very know, exciting. we're going to continue. My uh, our son will appreciate when he's being, you know, pushing the stroller, not to be so, not the road not being so bumpy. <laughs> right. If you you pay Fairfield School Road, um, and you know anybody that knows where I live, I you know I didn't push for that project. No. I just happened to be. <laughs> The recipient that's going to appreciate it if it's done. One of the one of the many down there. Yeah. So how these these um, if you put a grid or if you take the map and you put it on the wall, we were only allowed to apply for certain roads that ODOT has. You know. So this is a federal program, mm -hmm. and this is a, a that's considered a, a um, federal highway uh, improvement project. So. You, you get a map, it's color-coded, and it says you can, you can try to get a grant to pave these or improve these certain ones. And um, so happens Fairfield School Road was one, and then um, Lisbon Street down from under the underpass uh, is, is another one. Uh, and, and to be able to connect like the East, East uh, Park Avenue and the Springfield Road and the Heck Road, um, that was one continuous long project, but we threw these two in, uh, knowing that we we might only get one of them, but uh, we hope to get uh, both of them because a lot of the cost is mobilization, right? So if you if you've mobilized a, a paving company, why can't they just be one part of the town? It's not like you know we're in a you know a huge metropolitan area; right. they can just move in the town and, and get that done. Um, so we're 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 hoping for that. Yeah, that'll be that'll be really great. Um, so, 
and this just happened in the last few days, uh, our electric bills for from the month of whatever June and the beginning of July yeah. came out. And um, surprising, we have all these restrictions on us by the government, yeah. and we have some of the nicest, one of the nicest springs and summers that we've had in a long time, right? Right. Um, which created this unseasonably hot weather that we're not yeah. usually getting. We usually yeah. get some warm days, but not this many. Uh, a lot of people got a little shell shocked by their electric bills, which is to be expected when your AC is running a lot more. Of course, yeah. Um, is there obviously this? I mean, the city. You're just you know you read them and, and send the bills. Right, but, right. Yeah. Um, we do have people that are on fixed incomes, low income, um, that may not have you know a forty percent. They may have seen a forty percent increase that may not have. That is there anything um, that they call the city or talk to them? Is there well, things uh, that we can work out to help them? Maybe you know we, we we've been able to do that in the past, but uh, you said a couple of things. Very hot, unseasonably hot. You know we had the energy savings days, and we had more in a row than we've ever had. You know, uh, you know I think we've had at least six now. If, if you know, if not eight, uh, I've lost count. But you know. The prior years, we were just, you know, had a, a few here and there. Right. Uh, it was real obvious. But here's the other thing that that um, people don't realize: um, you might be working from home now. So very true. Okay, so now you're working from home. You weren't able to bump that air conditioning up, you know, uh, on the away mode. Mm-hmm. So now you're home. You're using more water. Uh, the, the kids are home. They're not, you know. So everybody's home. Right. Uh, so, you know, I know my wife and I are, you know, you know saving on gas, uh, gasoline for the sure. car because you're not going to many places, but that, that money's going some other place uh, because you are home, um, you know, more. So we do have a tool on, uh, on our website, um, and it should be under the electric uh, department um, that you can access that has some tools that... Um, could help people um, save money in the future. Mm-hmm. Just some uh, simple ideas, but some of them are, um, you know, you can actually isolate. Uh, you know, hey, wh- what's the energy hog in in in, in this house? I, I know for us, um, we have a chest freezer. Yeah. Well, the chest freezer has been unplugged for a year and a half. It was all cleaned out. Well, until March. Now the chest freezer is full, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. yeah. And I, I saw, I saw the usage go up like right now. I mean, I knew that that was going to happen. Right. Um, you know, so we are doing things like that. But um, you know, those freezers, uh, you know, in the winter, it's the little um, milk house heaters that you get for nineteen ninety nine at the hardware store. Yeah. They cost you a lot of money. They do. You know, we've done um, done some studies. Uh, you know that. A little little milk house heater could cost you fifty dollars a month, yeah. And you think you're saving money by using that and not the gas on the wall? Well, you know, natural gas is uh, pretty inexpensive, so you know you may just want to bump up that thermostat, you know, in in the winter to do that. So we do have some tools. Um, you know, we do have we have payment plans that you can uh, the the residents can call in, um, you know, to get you to get you through these. Uh, you know, higher months, but uh, it is about conserving, and, and th- there are things that you can do to reduce your your bill. But it, you know, it's it's 
it's definitely a usage problem. You know, you can yeah. see like a, a window air conditioning unit, for mm -hmm. example, second floor, um, you know, it, those second floor homes, uh, some of them weren't designed for air conditioning no. and you put it up and it just falls down. Well, now you've got a couple of those running and you're talking $50 a month to run this little 8,000 BTU, you know, uh, um, air conditioner. So, um, you know, maybe a fan might be, you know, <laughs> less expensive, but, uh, right. um, but the energy savings days has kind of proven that, you know, just the, we as a community can make an impact. You know, last year, um, which you've seen the articles, but we, we, our energy costs are based, uh, our transmission costs are, are based on uh, one coincident peak on the entire entire system, uh, and then the, there's a five coincident peaks. So it, it, it's really complicated, but basically, when there's high use on that system, that's when your rates are set for next year. Right. So we, we've been doing that for three years, and last year we, we believe that uh, the one day that we, that we were all able to get off the grid, if you will, saved us, um, th as, as residents, saved the transmission costs about $100,000 this year. So I, I mentioned those, um, hopefully we've hit those five CPs in the, in the one CP. Um, we almost had one on a Sunday, which that's almost never happened oh, here wow. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, we don't do energy savings days on the on the typically because of um, you know your larger businesses are down. So it's there's a whole science behind it. Mm -hmm. But uh, I encourage people to you know really just take a good look at their their usage and way to cut down. For, you know. Well, I know for us, we I took advantage of the meter one year um, and had it for however long, and it's free to rent or to, to borrow from mm -hmm. enter, uh, enter efficiency smart efficiency yeah. smart yeah yeah and they i did that and went through a bunch of different things in our house and we had a lamp that was burning twenty dollars a month lamp's gone <laughs> that's right <laughs> the lamp was done i said don't ever plug this thing in don't ever use it again yeah and, and we replaced it and got ourselves a, a a lamp that uses next to nothing now. So yeah, so that that program <coughs> is on our our website, uh, Efficiency Smart, and that project is you know you you call them, they send you this unit, and like you said, you borrow it and then you send it back, and you, you basically it's the one I've seen kind of looks like a a strip. Yeah. You know, and you plug it in and it just calculates how much that's costing you, and that's that's a really good idea. Yeah. Um, and I know I've seen some things, some little money savings hacks, because we, you know, I, I like the one, that, and I hear people say, they'll say, well, you know, when I was little, you know, our electric bills were only 40 or $50 for the whole thing. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, when I was little, we had a TV in the house. We didn't yeah. have, every person didn't have a cell phone or an iPad or a laptop or, um, you know, television in the room and, mm -hmm. uh playstations and xboxes i said when you look at the amount of stuff that stays plugged in and they're all drawing power all the time uh, one of the big things that i've seen was you know if you have a good uh, power strip and mm -hmm. you just flip the switch on it when you're not using all those items all day yeah um yeah. and it takes you know it's 
a little here, a little there, a little here, a little there, <clears throat> but that adds up, and then at the end of the month, you or when there's, if you do that for 60 days, to really see it on your bill, you start to notice those savings. Yeah. Um, but it is amazing because all those devices that have internal clocks in them, and when you turn them on, there's it tells you the time and the weather and this and that. So it doesn't do that without burning energy yeah. all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, well, I'd like to thank you. Appreciate your time today. I know you've got, there's always stuff, something going on in, in Columbia. Yeah. Um, any last thoughts or words? Oh, I appreciate it. I'm honored uh, to, to be on it. You know, um, Episode glad one. You, glad you picked me. Uh, that's, that's really cool. I know you're very passionate about Columbiana, and I appreciate that. Uh, we are going to miss the street fair. Yeah. Um, it looks like that uh, no matter what the vote was a few weeks ago, it, <laughs> it, it, we, it was, uh, it, this was going to happen. So, yeah. um, uh, but, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll look forward to, to next year working with you. And, uh, um, you know, we, we always enjoy working with you, uh, you know, through that and different superintendents and such. And, you know, that's another project that we've really streamlined, you know. Uh, oh, absolutely. Street Fair is a lot, a lot smoother than it used to be. Yeah, I mean, 20 years ago, it was a, it was a lot different, you know. <laughs> I mean, uh, now it's, it's much more efficient, much safer. Um, you know, the electric um, inputs are, you know, much safer. The, um, the trash cans are much safer. Yep. You know, it's just a streamlined project, and and um, that's just a product of you guys thinking outside the box and trying to make it better. So, yeah, I mean that's uh, team collaboration on a lot of it, yeah. and um, you've got some very smart and talented uh, superintendents in some of your departments that yeah. say, hey, you know, we could do this, or hey, if we do this, it'll do that. And when uh, Jesse said, just the the roll away cans and yeah. he said look you know we're saving guys from and as soon as he, he before he even finished I said let's do it <laughs> right I, I knew where he was going I yeah. understand that if you know these guys are, are helping with the street fair and they pull a back muscle and now they're out for a week or two that's and then we're getting into everyone's next favorite time of the year leaf season right um you got you know guys that are out or you're still trying to pave or whatever right. yeah. and and losing guys is doesn't help so i yeah that was one thing that was brought up and i was like just let's do it i don't even care and we've been doing that for four or five years yeah. maybe six years now and uh it makes it a lot easier a lot nicer very so. good well hey thank you uh again i really really appreciate the opportunity Hey, no problem. Thank you. And uh, for all of you out there listening, the, this is episode one with Lance. And I figure this is the best way to start is with the city manager because he can kind of tell us what's going on, let you give everybody a little peek at the other side. And you get more of it than you usually would in uh, if the news media came down or even in a newspaper article. So um, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Our next episode will be with Lana and Shaker Woods. That'll be episode two. Everybody have a great day. We'll see you next time. You can find Columbia Hot Talk on all your favorite podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, and iHeart Music, or online at www.columbianahottalk.com. 
gmail.com. You can email us at jacob at columbianahottalk.com. Remember, columbianahottalk.com.